kinesiology. It's the study of the mechanics and anatomy of human movement and its role in promoting health and reducing disease. Kinesiology has a direct application to fitness and health, including developing exercise programs for people with and without disabilities, preserving the independence of older people, preventing disease due to trauma and neglect, and rehabilitating people after disease or injury. Kinesiologists also develop more accessible furniture and environments for people with limited movement to help them find ways to enhance individual and team efficiency. Kinesiology research encompasses the biochemistry of muscle contraction and tissue fluids, bone mineralization, responses to exercise, and how physical skills are developed. In addition, it looks at work efficiency and also the anthropology of play. Mainly, kinesiology is around movement. And what I want to look at today is both the literal movement, walking around, moving your limbs, or figurative movement, what goes on in our minds. And specifically, looking at the concept of our career and lifestyle kinesiology. Welcome to the Stephen Thompson Experience. My name is Stephen Thompson, and this is my experience. I am curious and also an observer of events and facts, and I hope to cultivate a journey that leaves a positive impression. Now, for the next few weeks, I am examining songs that came from a list of the most danceable number one hits in the history of pop music. And there was research done by the Columbia Business School and a French school called NSAID. And they used data from the Billboard pop charts. And what assisted them in combining all of this musical data from the 1950s up until modern day was a musical company called Echo Nest. And Echo Nest is a industry's leading musical intelligence company, providing developers with the deepest understanding of music content and music fans. And it was developed by two PhDs from MIT. So this week, I'm looking at the song Funky Town. And Funky Town was released by The Lips. And on the list of most danceable songs in the history of pop music, Funky Town is number seven on the list. Funky Town was released by The Lips, which was an American disco act, came on their debut album Mouth to Mouth in 1979. It was released as the album's lead single in 1980. And Funky Town reached the top spot in the US, Germany, Canada, Australia, Switzerland, Norway, and the Netherlands in that year. Now, Funky Town to me stands out and connects to kinesiology in this way. Got me thinking about kinesiology. First lyrics of the song, gotta make a move to a town that's right for me. Town to keep me moving, keep me grooving with some energy. Well, I talk about it, 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 talk about moving. Movement, kinesiology, career life, legacy. Let's look at some movement. Elijah Parrish Lovejoy. 
was born in Abalon, Maine on November 2nd, 1802. And he was the son of a minister. He graduated in 1826 from Waterville College. Now Waterville today is called Colby College. And Elijah Lovejoy was the valedictorian and also the class poet. Now he moved and entered the Princeton Theological Seminary. Now while he was there, he was persuaded to go back to Missouri to launch a religious newspaper. It was called the St. Louis Observer. And Lovejoy was named the editor of that story. And Lovejoy wrote moderately at the time about slavery and his views were first acceptable in Missouri because Missouri at the time was a slave state. But then slave uprisings began to occur. And there was an incident where a mob killed a free man during an uprising. The man was already free. He wasn't a slave, but he was killed in an uprising. And when the leaders of that mob who killed the man who was free were let go by the court, Lovejoy criticized the decision. And as a result of the criticism of, his, of that decision, his newspaper press was destroyed and his home was broken into by robbers. So what Lovejoy did is he moved across the river to the free state of Illinois. And he believed that he could write in the free state of Illinois without fear. He got a new press to make his newspapers, and that press was shipped to Alton, Illinois, where he was living. But when it arrived, there were individuals who knew about Lovejoy and his writing, and they smashed it. They destroyed his printing press. But the local citizens of the town raised money for him. They found him a new press, and Lovejoy continued to publish successfully for over a year. And then he began to write more intensely about the issue of slavery. And on July 6, 1837, he published an editorial condemning the practice of slavery. And that night, his press was again destroyed. He brought another press that also was destroyed. His friends then had to organize a militia and secretly bought in and installed another printing press for him to work on the newspaper. But then on the night of November 7, 1837, a mob attacked his new press. His friends, who had formed a militia, fought back, actually killed one of the, the mobsters who was trying to get at his press. But the mob eventually set fire to the building, drove away his friends, and when Lovejoy was trying to put the fire out, he was shot and killed. He was buried on November 9th, which would have been his 35th birthday. John Quincy Adams, who had been president of the United States at one point, called him the first American martyr to the freedom of the press and the freedom of the slave. So we had movement here. He moved from Maine 
to Missouri, to Princeton, back to Illinois. But what you notice about Lovejoy's movement is that though he moved geographically, he was consistent in his convictions. So one of the first things to look at is a move cannot change who you are. You see, you bring whoever you are wherever you go. So if you're looking to move somewhere for a fresh start, it may be a new career, it may be a new geographic location, but remember who you are is who you are. And who you are is what you bring to each and every situation. But sometimes your best work doesn't get the best response. You see, Lovejoy, for his writing, was honored by a former president of the United States at his death. In fact, in September of 2000, Lovejoy was inducted into the Maine Press Hall of Fame. So his writing was stellar, enough to be honored by the president, by a former president of the United States. But yet, people found that work dangerous. In fact, he was killed eventually. His work was sabotaged again and again and again and again. And in some way, shape, or form, in our own careers, we can find ourselves not appreciated. And in those times when appreciation doesn't show up, you see, sometimes our strong performance doesn't lead to the results that we hope for, a promotion, a raise. You see, life in the workplace is often not a math equation. In fact, Forbes magazine talks about why people don't get promoted, and they talk about the idea of a fearful manager. Let me quote an article written in Forbes. What is a fearful manager's greatest fear? It's not the business might fail. They could easily make excuses for that. They could say they were hamstrung by their board of directors or the market collapsed out from under them. They could say any number of things. They have a great fear that than their business failure. Their greatest fear is that somebody working near them might challenge them or show them up for being a dimwit. Ego is stronger than fear of business failure. Lousy employees get promoted to lousy, lofty positions in fear-based organizations because they are non-threatening to the leaders. Non-threatening is the best way you can be in a toxic environment. It's the principal job requirement. If you pay attention in any fear-based environment, you'll see that the people at the top talk a good game when it comes to business results, but what they really care about is protecting their own turf, their own power base. They would be much rather see the company collapse around them than to admit they were wrong or admit they have no clue to what they're doing. You see, so in this situation, Elijah Lovejoy was challenging a toxic environment. And when a toxic environment is threatened, the illegitimate authority put in by fear would not reward an honorable man. You see, there are times when you need to move. When your kinesiology, your movement needs to be away from a toxic environment. Seth Godin in his book The Dip gives this advice. Quit the brick wall. 
change happens across marketplaces. For example, J.K. Rowling got rejected by many publishing companies. So the change happened across marketplaces. So you didn't just go to one publishing company and continue to go to it over and over and over and over and over again. That is a brick wall. So if you have a brick wall in your field, remember your field is larger than your workplace. So it may be time to move. But when do you know when it's time to move? Well, there's certain signals, things to look for. You have strong performance, but you have vague, vague feedback. Let's say this. If you are a leader, you owe it to people you have authority over to give honest and specific feedback about their career. If you don't, it reveals that you are not an expert on your career. And it also reveals a level of insecurity in your own performance. For example, if you want to be a realtor and you are a boss training potential realtors, just saying work hard enough isn't good enough. It means that you tell somebody they need to pass their realtor exam, then perhaps pointing someone in the direction of study material. Every career has a defined path, and that defined path is the path that people need to walk on. And as a leader, you owe it to people to tell them what that specific path is. So if you're not getting specific feedback, then maybe it's time to move. Second, when your projects are getting told no for no reason, then maybe it's time to adjust your kinesiology. For example, if you hear somebody say, it just doesn't fit our vision. It's not a good fit. You know what? That's bad advice. Feedback should be specific. Let's say, for example, you have a proposal for a project. You come to the leader and you say, hey, this costs $500,000. A good leader will say, well, our budget is $200,000. If you want to do your project, cut out $300,000 and get it the $200,000 and then we could talk about the project. Then we could look at it a little bit more. Then you send that person back to make the changes. You see, a leader has to give specific outcomes to measure that are realistic and achievable. Definition of funky is strong, musty, and unpleasant. So when you are in a funky town, and you want to move, take a look around. Look for your literal and your figurative kinesiology. This has been Stephen Thompson, and thank you for being a part of my experience. My hope is that this week you will take specific, effective, coordinated action in the direction of the good work that you were put here to do. It will come in different forms and from different people of diverse backgrounds, spirituality, political affiliations, race, and gender. But if you are in the business of building people up, then you will be successful. Thanks again, and see you next week.